Game on. Hey, game on, boys. Grab the nets, throw the sticks in the middle because it's time for another episode of Straight Off the Pipe 36 edition this time. Proud members of the Heavy Hockey Network. We are here for uh, the Oilers Senators special post-game edition. And I'll get into intros here uh, shortly, but um, I did say it was episode 36 and there may be some sort of cosmic or ironic satire about that or Michael, you'll appreciate this, but maybe there's some quantum singularity around the number 36. But <laughs> the Oilers had 36 shots. They've been averaging 36 shots a game over the last three games. The Oilers had 36 hits. Might have been 37 last time I checked. 36th game, Mike Smith's missed two to injury. 36th time, we've surrendered the first goal in 41 games. Might want to fact check me there. 36 was the announced attendance in Ottawa. Uh, 36 <laughs> stitches to repair and sew up Stim, Tim Stutzel's left eye and 36 seconds left on the clock when he got his redemption and went straight off the pipe top corner. Um, 36 was also the amount of times I tried to DM Ken Holland to give him uh, Tyson Berry trade ideas because boy, oh boy, Bushbaum looks good. Oh, I said I'd get around to the intro, so here we are. Tonight we've got our uh, honorable head honcho of heavy hockey. He's my handsome Haligonian hunk, Michael Hebert. You can find him on Tuesdays on Oilers Live on the Heavy Hockey Network, as well as on Twitter at Oilers Live. How you doing tonight, Mr. Hebert? Oh, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. That's a lot of 36s. I don't know how many of those I believe, damn it, but I'll believe. Might want to fact check me. I'll believe Eric Friesen, our uh, you know, chief editor, may want to get on that, but <laughs> <sighs> it is what it is. Um and in the other box beside me, my co-host is always uh, waiting like a patient, stoic grandfather in his rocker with his pipe by his uh, fire there. Uh, old man Dursa at Mike Dursa on Twitter. Um, give me your thoughts on uh, on the game there, granddaddy. You know, this pandemic has been a bizarre time for everybody. <clears throat> and uh, if there's one thing I couldn't have predicted tonight, it was Tim Stutzla and, and William Lagason getting into a fight. Um, who had that on their Ottawa Edmonton bingo card? Uh, definitely not me. Yeah, this Swede on German crime has to stop. <clears throat> yeah, we're we're still waiting for that Kane uh, Kane dust up, which hasn't happened yet. I thought maybe tonight, as a lot of us did, with uh, potentially Kachuk, but that didn't happen. Yeah, I predicted a Gordie Howe hat trick in the first game, and then I predicted another one this game. So I don't know. I guess I just keep predicting one until he does it. But um, he looked a little better out there tonight. Uh, his feet were under him a little bit, I think. Um, what do you think? I, You know what? I thought he played a lot better. Um, I want to talk about this, uh, but after we talk about the game. I But I, I did think um, – I thought he played a lot better tonight. He, he – he definitely looked better. He he's not um, dragging the line down. I thought he kind of dragged the line down the other night, even though he scored the goal. But he just didn't have his feet under him. Uh, he yeah. he had some chances tonight. He had one in the slot where his li- stick was lifted just at the right time. Um, you know, he was he's playing. He's starting to play the Kane style of game that you want him to play. I think he's. I mean, it's hard. Love him or hate him, it's hard to ask much more of him after two games in the NHL this season. So he's done. He's done. All right. Done better than I could tell you that. <laughs> doesn't say much. Over, doesn't say much. Overall, no, it doesn't. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Um, Durst, your overall thoughts on the game? So when it was uh, two, two, I mean, Russell got kind of ran behind the net pretty good by <clears throat> Brady Kachuk there. And Kane was either, he was on the ice then, or he just came on just shortly after, and, uh, I mean, if there was an opportunity to, uh, you know, kind of uh, flex his authority, I guess that, that would have been it. And I think if the score was different than 2-2, he probably would have. Um, looked like he's playing kind of composed, like, you know, he's finishing his checks, but he's not going looking for the extra kind of stuff right now. I think he's just trying to work himself into the lineup. He said Yamamoto up uh, early in the first period for probably what should have been a goal, but uh, – yeah, most kind of a little bit snake bitten as are a couple other forwards on this team. I was surprised to see him kind of already get thrown out there on the first uh, power play unit, kind of ahead of JP and Hyman. That kind of did surprise me a little bit. So they're definitely, you know, Tippett's definitely giving him his opportunity to, uh, you know, 
show what he can do. Hyman's been uh, Hyman's been great two games in a row. I thought. I mean, he's he's solid. The guy's fast. Like I always forget how fast he is every single game. I forget how fast he is until he blasts by a couple of people because he's not huge. Like he's not a big guy. Like he just, you know, he's like Yamo, right? Like the two of them are kind of they're fast skaters, and and um, he had some good chances. He assisted on one tonight. I thought was good. Yeah, and not a game goes by where I don't think Hyman should have had a hat trick. <laughs> yeah, he just he's all over it. It honestly not maybe two or three times a night. I'm saying to myself, "Oh, Hyman could have had another one. Hyman could have had another one." And he just lost like tonight. If that puck didn't bobble a little bit, he he would have had more room. Like I think he lost just enough room to not be able to get that puck up over uh, Murray's Murray's pad. By the way, Murray is looking outstanding, right? I mean, he's he he's the difference tonight. I I thought. I mean, I I didn't think the Oilers played you know exceptional, but I thought they played well enough to win this game tonight. If not for Murray, right? I, you know, I mean, I'm not going to say Murray stole the game, but he certainly he certainly looked good tonight, as he did. He was last, one of their better players. There's yeah, no doubt about last it. Game too. Yeah, yeah. He's rounding back into form like that uh, Matt Murray that was in Pittsburgh. That's uh, that's good news if you're a Sens fan. Uh, I'm not, so I hate it. But <laughs> I, I, yeah, I it looks a lot more like the Matt Murray of Pittsburgh than the Matt Murray of Ottawa last year. I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah. So I'll take it. I mean, Ottawa played a pretty good game uh, considering they're a little short-handed, but they they play. You know, they don't give the puck away a lot, and um, they finish mm. their their checks. They play an honest game. Um, and I think they deserve some credit for that. They might not be the most skilled team, but they played definitely an honest game. Well, hats off to Stutzla for dropping the mitts, right? <laughs> I mean, let's uh, and and come through uh, in OT. Um, I mean, I, I, we must have heard Michaels, Jack Michaels, and Louis DeBrusque say this team comes out to play every night about twenty times tonight. So, but they do. Yeah. They're they're. Um, you know they might not be you know top of the league, but they're not a they're not a gimme. That's for sure. There's one. Yeah, they're a hard out. If yeah. there's one fault I have with uh, Lagason is he he you know he he fought him too early. He should have waited a little bit, or knocked him out of the game at least. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> I think he did his best to knock him out of the game. That was a hell of a right hand <laughs> he landed on the way down there. And by the way, while he's falling there, that referee almost killed him pulling the net out of the way. I don't know what that ref was trying to do. I'd rather land on a cushy net than the ref trying to pull that thing out of the way. And it almost hit him in the back of the head. I like I had to rewind it a few times. I sent it to Lachansky. I said, is that something that referees are instructed to do? Because, you know, I can see you moving sticks and gloves out of the way, but him jumping in there like the Incredible Hulk and trying to deadlift the net out of the way was a little odd to me. <laughs> the Incredible Hulk. Okay. <laughs> Stunned. I got everybody speechless. There we go. Okay, Durst, you said that you uh, you don't think they give the puck away much. And I, I don't know if I can disagree with you. But, you know, like, boys, here's something that I noticed. Um, the more I watch this team tonight, and as Ottawa, you know, kind of fired puck after puck after puck, you guys noticed that. And I think, uh, you know, Michaels or Kipper might have said it a little couple times too, where, you know, they just keep putting pucks on net and they just keep trying to make something happen. Now, as I watch this and I realize that, you know, this is a far end of the spectrum from the way that the Oilers play hockey. I think like, you know, we've had a, um, a reputation for trying to be too pretty for a long time, right? Like uh, we've heard it many times where the Oilers try to pass the puck into the net. And to compliment that, I've also heard Tippett in post games and pressers talk about how um, he doesn't like when his team takes low percentage scoring uh, shots or like take shot from low percentage scoring opportunities because he says that they're like turnovers. So as I watch the, the battle of these two teams tonight and I watch the senators who just pound the puck at the net and just pound the pill at the net and the others who dance around pretty and try to pass it into the net, you know, I don't know if I noticed that they didn't give the puck away much and, and maybe Tippett would disagree with you, Durst, but you know what? I didn't mind that style by Ottawa. Am I justified in thinking that, Hebert? Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, I, there's no other team that you can look at than uh, the guys to the south of Edmonton and Calgary who are, yeah. you know, averaging, what, 40 or 50 shots a night. And you're going to tell me that those are all high-quality chances? 
They're not. I mean, right. it's the style of play that uh, Sutter comes out and preaches, and and the style obviously that they're playing in Ottawa. I mean, that's you know, if you had guys, the, the challenge in Edmonton is you don't have guys going to the net, right? They've started a little bit. Like I, I thought tonight they they actually touched the goalie a couple times, which shocked the hell out of me. There's one time there where I thought Nurse was going to take everybody out, like he was going for a strike. Uh, and, and you know what? I love it. I absolutely Seven love it. 7 split. Did yeah. You yeah. Did you see low tide's tweet on that? No, I didn't, but <laughs> he, sure he said, he said the Oilers gained a first down cause nurse pushed them across the line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, but it was great. Like when's the last time we saw something like that? That's uh, that was awesome. Here, guys, I'm going to step right into this because there's two things I want to make sure we talk about tonight. And I know it's your show, but I want to <laughs> make sure we talk about it's your network, brother. <laughs> there's the first off, and we'll get into this one later. But I dry, something is going on with Dry Settle's hand, right? We've known that for a few games, and and he's just doing some things like he's not taking that shot that he's so known for. Um, so something's clearly going on there. You can see on the power play, they got McDavid set up in Dreisaitl's office. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about that. But the one that I want to talk about is this. Look, you you guys know I'm not a Kane fan. Like, I didn't think they should sign him. Big deal, right? It doesn't matter. What's done is done. So I don't want to talk about the Kane thing anymore, about whether they should have signed him or not. But I'm going to tell you, this is what pisses me off. Because that first game we played Kane up on the top line, he was shit. Like, let's be honest. Like, he, I mean, other than he scored a goal, he was shit because he hadn't played an NHL game in a long time. You could have put anybody else on that top line. That's the first time of the season that we had McDavid, Dreisaitl, Ryan Nugent Hopkins running one, two, and three, and we noticed some depth in the, in the, in the team right? Because you had your three top centers there that can drive, each of them can drive a line mm-hmm. and you put, and, and, and what caused that was that a shit player goes up and plays left wing on, on Connor McDavid's line. Sorry, but we could have done that all year long. Like I got a lot is, to say about this. So yeah, I this, is not, jump this in. is not a cane thing. This, this is, is just this a is, shit lineup thing, right? Like gonna, it could, you know, I mean, you could you could put anybody up there. Now, having Kane, look, love him or hate him, makes you better. He's a better player if he if he gets his game back. And tonight, it looks like he's starting to get his game back. I, you know, love him or hate him, he makes you better. So now you've got a really good, solid top line, assuming he gets his game back. But all year long, we could have had three three lines like that. That could have been the depth because we could have had a shit player on on McDavid's left wing. We could have had that, the cane from two nights ago on McDavid's wing all season long, and no, and and so because we've got Kane, we all of a sudden we can do that. No, it's garbage. That's what that showed me. One hundred percent. That's what that showed me. Okay, go ahead, Durst. Sorry. That's okay. Sorry. Uh, what's the difference really between Kane being there on Saturday night and Cassian being there other nights? I, I think Kane at, you know, three quarters of his game is, is kind of the same as what Cassian was bringing there. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I, I noticed that like a little bit of Kane's passing, you know, on Saturday was a little bit behind Connor, you know, the timing just isn't there. He, he didn't have that, you know, burst that I think he's going to have probably four or five games from now. Um, you know, I think the hands looked a little bit better tonight. The passes were there. He's looking to make some hockey plays and, be a part of it, but I still don't think he's he's firing on, on all cylinders yet. I mean, the guy hasn't played an NHL game since. Uh, There's no last doubt season. he makes the team better, right? But yeah. but my point is just that, like with with or without Kane, we always had the capability to run three centers and three lines. He didn't magically give us depth the other night because he played like he played like yeah. he hadn't played an NHL game forever. Yeah, we had a guy that could have slotted in for him. Right, like you know, and then uh, yeah. Anyway, it was a perfect. <laughs> I said yeah, I'd shut a- up, and I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a perfect game to give him that spot, though. Let's yeah. be honest. I mean, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Montreal, Montreal is, you know, they are what they are. So that's a good good spot to get him up and running. He scores a goal just by kind of casually going to the net, and uh, yeah, I thought tonight I noticed. 
like I hadn't watched him play a lot when he was, you know, elsewhere because it's not really my focus. But tonight I was paying more attention to him and he does have good hands. He he goes to the net and he looks to tip pucks and, and you know, that's that's something we can use. I mean, Hyman and, and Puliarvi sort of do the same thing, but adding one more guy that wants to do that, I, I mean, that, that becomes, you know, as games go on, I think that becomes a nuisance for other for other teams. I mean, it's more to more to defend and, and becomes more of a problem. I, I, I like what I've seen out of, you know, um, Nuge and Hyman a, as a pair. And I don't know exactly what the reason was, but Cassian uh, didn't look like he saw much time in the third period there. So I don't know if he pissed tip it off or he hurt himself or, or what the story is to me. It, he, he looked kind of the same as he usually does. So I don't know if it was something egregious that he did or there's an injury there or, or what the story is, but I don't know. I, I didn't mind what I saw tonight. It just, it, it almost looked to me like they, they overlooked this game a little bit and uh, became a victim of their recent success again. And it gets tough now going into, into Washington on Wednesday. That's going to be a real test for this group. So Dash, you asked a question about the shots. Like what's, what's your take on it? I mean, do they need to, uh, the guys, the teams that are, are putting shots on net are winning games right now. Right. And we're, you know we're not we're we have the capability we've got the team to do it but we're not putting any shots on that like compared to what we should be able to I, that's my thought yeah let me uh let me rewind just a little bit cuz i want to touch on that cane point too um <clears throat> you know as you say that michael and you talk about kane and, and an average player in kane being on that top line and taking that left wing spot it makes me to think of two things um first thing being let's let's think about Kane's history in general um we've got a player who you know would show up eight minutes before practice when the rest of the team was showing up an hour before practice we've got a guy that you know would wear a track suit to the rink when his teams were in a suit uh we got guys that even though he had selfish behavior everywhere he went still got top line minutes right so what you make me think about in that situation <clears throat> as you speak to that is a lot of the reason I think Kane isn't popular in his past teams is, is because of the human side of hockey, which I know there's very little of nowadays, but um, you know, somebody was Colton Sevier's friend and now he's on waivers. Why? Somebody in San Jose lost their spot. You know, there was um uh, trying to remember their names, but I know Kane showed up and two left wingers were gone within the next year, one to Arizona and one to Colorado. And, you know, there, those guys had friends on San Jose. And so it just like, that's, I think part of in, in what comes with this player. Um, and perhaps why guys don't love coming to work when he's one of your colleagues, because it, it seems unfair. You know, that's the difference between Colton Sevier making $150,000 a year or or $750,000 a year. What do you think that means to his wife and kids right now? You know, and there's a human side to that. So, you know, I think that that speaks to a little bit of where Kane is going. And, and the other side of it is that, you know, you say Kane's playing that top wing. Geez, is this not Tippett being Tippett playing top players too much? I mean let's be honest here, like putting Kane on the top line doesn't surprise me at all. If they think that he's one of the better players, this is what Tippett does. He, he rides McDavid and, and dry and these guys um, to the end, you know, I think maybe potentially that's, that's what's wrong with dry You know, we saw it in nurse at the end of the game. Like it looked like game four in Winnipeg in OT again, like nurse was sucking wind after a two minute and 40 second shift. Um, so that's my thought there. To, and you guys can jump back in on that if you want. We're a little scattered. And don't ever apologize for not shutting up on our show, Michael. We invited you on for your <laughs> fucking opinion. So give it to us. Um, right? You know, the shots and the shot types, um, it's very few and far between that the Oilers give up less high danger scoring chances than the opposition. So you want to talk about the quality of shots? Go ahead all you want. We, we're a leaky team where our, our defense still gives up too many high danger scoring chances. Our forwards still don't come hard enough on the back check. Cassian looked terrible on that first back check. Uh, McLeod should have went to the bench instead of thinking about it. It, 
I don't know. So, you know, and I even see Shannon, my number one fan jumped in on Facebook here and said that, you know, he agrees 97 and 29 playing too much and it's showing in dry. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? Something's wrong with his hand, right? I mean, he, you know, I, he's got to be close to, maybe it's like a small stress fracture or something, but he's not taking that shot that he would normally take. Right. Like he, when's the last time you saw him take that shot? And uh, and he's missed a couple. Before Jim Matheson called him pissy, maybe he punched a brick wall <laughs> in the concourse. Yeah, well, you know that's uh, that's just it. I I mean I like it, we've seen it we've seen it on the on the TV, right? Like he's you know putting some rap or something on there, uh, you know, and that could be a, a part part of just not you know overplaying him, right? He might need a night off too. Everybody else in the team has had a night off. Drysaddle hasn't. You know, I mean, he's uh, he was the only one that didn't get uh, COVID protocol, right? Yeah. Um, you know, he, he's like he and he's he's playing what played close to thirty minutes the other night. By the way, uh, I just uh, let you guys know a couple things on um, on Facebook and that in terms of uh, chats here. Uh, Josh says, uh, Durst, you're right. Cassian was 5'10 in the first, 4.43 in the second, and 155 in the third. Somebody showed Josh naturalstattrick.com, and now he's, uh, you're verif- yeah. now he's verifi- verifying, uh, Durst's comments. And, and frankly, I don't like any of it. I don't like any of it. We don't allow comments on this show <laughs> that, right. that concur with Dursa being correct. That's right. Uh, James, uh, James on YouTube says, does Kane fight Wilson? That'd be an interesting one. I, I, I doubt it, but, uh, what do you guys think? Kane fight Wilson on, uh, when's that game? Wednesday night? Uh, yeah. Wednesday night. Yeah. I mean, if he's challenged, yeah, sure. Like he, I mean, he's fought Ryan Reeves before, so he's, 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 he's not a little personal. He's yeah. not gonna back. He's not gonna back down uh, really from anything. But uh, no, I, I don't think he goes looking for it yet. I I think he's still trying to just kind of ease his way into this and um, learn how to play with Connor McDavid and be on the ice rather than the sin bin. Yeah, I mean, he did. He held himself back today, right? Like it. Um, I thought that was good. I'm not. I'm not upset with Kane. Like his play. I mean, he's played what you would expect of a guy that hasn't played all season. Right, I mean, if you if you don't, the only reason I, I think anyway, and the only reason I didn't want the Oilers to sign him was the was the person, mm-hmm. the player. On the other hand, is an exceptional player. It's hard to hard to deny that because he you know he's scored as many goals as he has over the past six seasons, six twenty plus seasons. Right, like you know that's a good player. I've watched that guy. I've watched that guy since, you know, he was playing on the Thrashers. And, you know, I, I remember taking moves from him and, and taking him out to the pond or, or rec hockey or whatever, right? And, and uh, you know, watching him play. Like, he's, he's a talented player. He's going he's gonna to do something for this team. Uh, you just hope that in 40 games it doesn't disintegrate anything in the, in the dressing room if, if, if it's possible, right? I mean, and... So now we're now they're signed and and you just hope that he's um but I, I thought tonight he played great. I like I mean I shouldn't say great, but I thought he played for a guy that's only played his second game. I thought he played well. He was in the right spots. He started to it looks like he's starting to gel with McDavid a little bit. They played him a little bit. You know what I would like to see? It, him you see how Kachuk stands in front of the net? Mm-hmm. Is there anybody better like the way he was in front of the net on the power play? I mean, he's like a blanket over in front of Koskinen. And mind you, Koskinen has trouble making himself look big <laughs> at six foot twenty. He's like he's probably six foot thirty six. Yeah, he's got to be the smallest goalie in the league. You know, and, it's amazing. Uh, and but Kachuk, like, uh, I'm hoping that Kane is that guy because he can be. He can be that kind of guy. Yeah, it's it's amazing to me that Grant Fear would make saves through traffic and see more through traffic at five eight than this guy does at six seven. <laughs> Just, like, let's talk about that overtime goal. 
I mean, okay. you know, uh, um, Shannon, uh, not Shannon, sorry, Josh, uh, Josh said on Facebook, um, oh, no, it was Shannon. Sorry, this two points would have been great. Koskinen should have had that overtime goal. That was bad. That's five he's he's tried. So, I mean, you know, and, and uh, Skinner didn't let the first one in. Koskinen did. <laughs> maybe maybe the chat maybe the problem's costing in, I don't know. Although Skinner has let the first one in, but Ah you name me an Oilers goalie that hasn't let the first goal in and Yeah, it's it's a problem for the team. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Um there was a couple of problems with that overtime goal. I mean, Nurse was out there for almost three minutes, so he was out of gas, but I mean that shot was almost from an impossible angle. And Miko's down, you know, on on his knees. He's got he's hugging the post, but he leaves that space kind of top corner. And Stutzla, you know, put it right where it needed to be. Perfect shot by Stutzla, but if he's standing up, uh, that doesn't go in the net. So I'm not sure they get that big of a two on one without Nurse and Dry being that tired though. Like Nurse without almost three minutes, and Dry looked like he wanted to change. He looked like he was going to the box there, and then McDavid jumped out. And I think if I think his brain went, ooh, I can play with 97 and just kind of turned it back up. And after they missed that scoring opportunity, it kind of went the wrong way. And Nurse had a chance to change about 40 seconds earlier and, and cast it up. So, Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's for damn sure. You know, thinking back to this coaching a little bit as well, you know, like we talked a lot about how, um, you know, outside shots versus, you know, um, high danger scoring chances versus low danger scoring chances and the way Tippett coaches this team. Do you think that this is a, a problem with the team? Like, do you think that if we played a style more like Calgary or like Ottawa and we could actually get some guys going to the net that we'd, we'd see some more success? Or do you think that we're just too pretty of a team to do that, Durs? Teams built around some skills, so... Um... I don't know if I necessarily want, you know, McDavid and Dreisaitl just drifting pucks in on the net just inside the blue line. Um, you know, Calgary does a lot of that. So I'm kind of somewhere between um, trying to get your shot volume up, but making sure they're quality shots and not just putting shots on net to cause a faceoff in, in, in the other team's end. So I think there's a bit of a trade-off there. Um, whereas I think Calgary sometimes just puts pucks on net, you know, hoping and praying that it'll go in. And you know what? Sometimes that's that's a strategy. I mean, if you put enough on there, you're you're making the goalie have to do his job. And sometimes uh, an ugly one can squeak through. So it's, it's yeah, I, you know, I'm not mad that we're not leading the league in shots. I, um, but uh, you got to shoot the puck to be able to score. So like Wayne just, says, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Shots you don't take. I'm just starting to wonder if that isn't maybe something that we need to coach into the team a little better. You know, like how many times do we talk about hockey cliches and getting pucks deep and getting pucks to the net and keeping things simple? And it seems like the Oilers just never do that, you know? And and Tippett can take his fair share of blame for that, but he can also take his fair share of blame for how much he overplays his, his players, you know? And this is something we've all talked about, but it actually came to fruition this week when Derek Ryan and Zach Cassian both made public comments um, about how hard it is to contribute when you get five minutes. I don't know if you guys caught either one of those interviews, but, you know, when you've got guys right on the Oilers team that are talking about, you know, in a roundabout way that, McDavid and Drysaddle might be getting too much ice time. I don't know. I think where there's smoke, there's fire. Um, Mr. Hebert, you've graffitied the headquarters of Tippett's fan club enough <laughs> times. Where do you come out on this one? I mean, this guy, this guy's coaching by accident, right? Like, honestly, honestly, like what color was the spray paint? Yeah, I know. I mean, like it's accidental that he's playing three lines. The accident is that Kane became available. Fell in right? his lap. Like, right? Like, you know, and, and just like I said, he could have played three lines all year. You know, if you're going to play Kane on the top line when he's only when he's playing his first NHL game, you could have put anybody in there all season long and run three lines and not overworked your two-star players. And I don't know. Has anybody ever suggested maybe we should play three lines? Has anybody like I? I'm I'm sure maybe a fan I've or two might have said RNH should be playing a third line. I, it's and, been out there. You know, you want to talk about shots? Why not get a defenseman that takes shots on net on the power play? 
I don't oh, know. Oh, we like, have one. His name's Bouchard. <laughs> yeah, Welcome to the team. Bouchard, but it's by accident. Like, he's on the power play by accident. Yeah, right? for sure, man. Like, this is, you know, there's no strategy in this position that he's doing. This is this is just like, you know, we're, we're going to do it, you know. He got away from it tonight, too. Like, in Montreal, he was kind of rolling four lines, and everybody was seeing some time. Tonight he got it was away. Seven to two, Durs. Well, tonight he got away from it. Tonight he was pairing up because it wasn't got... seven to two. It was two to two. Right. Why would you go away from it in a in a, in a tight game? You know, like roll those lines. You... Thank you, sir. Exactly. Yeah. You got a seven two game. It's working for you. You get scoring from fourteen out of eighteen forwards. Then it's a two two game, and you roll back to your top boys again this is exactly why i brought this up exactly they, why i brought this up and Derek ryan has played good in the last few games you guys when, oh, when they came yeah. when they came off that power play to, tonight in the second period everything was like messed up for the for the rest of the period because you, you know you you put mcdavid and dry out there for an eternity on on that first unit pp and then they come off from that and they're right back out there again as a unit and then it just it messes everything up. You, you can't get into that rhythm of rolling rolling your lines again. So you got disjointed yeah. disjointed lines, and I don't know. Yeah, and that you know what that fourth line they were playing great, right? Like you got uh, McLeod For Shore two games now. Yeah, like yep. they they're playing awesome, right? Like you know you start here's the you know I think I go back to Josh uh, tough tough call pod yeah. for those of you listening. Who's coached, at Tough Call Pod. Yeah, at Tough Call Pod, who's coached some high-level hockey, and he talks about rewarding players that are doing the right thing. And to, to your comments, Dash, that you said, like, somebody's got a friend that, you know, isn't playing the top line or isn't playing uh, because yeah. of some guy who can't show up to practice Colton on Senior's time. doing everything right, but right? he's in the minors. Yeah, yeah, so, like, you know, Maybe we start to hear it more from the Cassians and the Ryans of this world that, look, it doesn't matter what the hell I do, right? Like, I'm not going to be rewarded for it. Like, it, it, it's a mental game, too, right? Like, it is yep. a mental game. You go out there and you play. We've all played hockey, maybe not at that level, but we've all played. And if you feel like you're contributing, you have a damn good game. If you don't, or there, there are times – I've been on a team where I felt like I've – you know, I'm doing more than everybody thinks I'm doing, and and you know, I'm not getting out there on the same shifts or whatever. Is no, you haven't, yeah. Michael. Yeah. Come on, <laughs> no one's ever told you you're doing more than. No, you. no, I had to. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, but you gotta, you gotta. It's gotta be a, a point of if you go out there like you're a you're a Derek Ryan, you go out there and have a good game, you get rewarded, right? Like, how many times have you know you heard Louis DeBrusque said? Uh, about mm-hmm. some other team, they're rewarding so and so for having a good game. They're putting him out mm-hmm. on the power play tonight because he's having a good game. When's the last time you heard that about the Oilers? Because, it, like I, we we have to love Drysaddle and McDavid because they're special players. But mm-hmm. you got to reward other players too, right? Yeah. And yeah. Would you agree with that, Ders? Well, I think McLeod kind of got a bit of a promotion. He did, but yeah. He waited, did tonight. You're right. Wait, waited till the third period really to give it to him. So, uh, and and what did you, you know, what did you bump him down to the fourth line for to make room for Zach Cassian? Or the, or why don't you just promote that fourth line a little bit and give them a couple extra minutes because they they had some exactly. chemistry tonight. That's the other thing. Like sure, for you three could games, bump, you could not bump, just tonight. Yeah, they, you could they bump good, him up, but you could they, also give them more time. They had good yeah. zone time. Yeah. Yeah. Like I thought uh, they played great. You 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 bring up something that I just wanted to touch on too. Like uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had Chris uh, Bloke Franklin on, and he made me think about something. Uh, Oiler fans have to have a guy to be the punching bag, and it doesn't seem to matter if we are winning or losing games. And uh, you know, <laughs> I think Devin Shore is what he is, but he seems to be that guy right now uh, that people want to take runs at. You know, they they want. Tyler Benson or uh, Perlini or really anybody else to be in his spot. Um, I thought, you know, he's capable, but at, at some point I, I just wonder if he finds his way out of the lineup. Uh, Cause you know, they, they talk about Vander Kane being a penalty killer. So if, if they start giving him some of the penalty kill time, then 
I wonder if that that spells uh, the exit out of the lineup of Devin Shore, and then that makes room for you know Dylan Holloway in the future or uh, somebody else to come and fill that role. Just to confirm your guys' um, <clears throat> eye tests, uh, having a look at natural <laughs> stat trick here, I uh, had a peak. The first line of Kane, McDavid, and Yamamoto had a Corsi 4 of 45% and a Fenwick of 43. Uh, the dry sidle play RV Fogel line, which I think has been awesome lately, they're a load to handle on the floor check in the cycle. Uh, 50% Corsi. <clears throat> Uh, third, fourth line tonight with uh, McLeod, Ryan, and Devin Shore had a 58% course and a 62% Fenwick. So yeah, you guys are right. They were uh, they were carrying their uh, their share of the weight when they're on the ice. So you might even call them an energy line, right? Like you know, and we haven't had that since I don't know when's the last time we had an energy line, right? Yeah. Like that, I thought they were I thought they were good. I got to I got to say I well go ahead Mike what do you got you don't have to put your hand up but <laughs> doesn't an energy line have to like throw a body check here or there well yeah <laughs> fair enough fair enough fair or enough. go to the net yeah, anyways or go to the net yeah I, okay I I just want to say something because it needs to be rewarded <laughs> the um the that when nurse went drove to the net like how bad did you want him to score that would have been one of the goals yeah. of the season. Like, yeah. holy shit! When he went, I was on. I was on the like my feet. I was <laughs> waiting to scream that it was going in the net. Um, you know, I'm I, I'm only surprised that he didn't put it right in the bread basket, which is what he normally does. But <laughs> but, but he he actually he was going top shelf on that. He tried. Man, that would have been a beauty. I'd love to see more a nurse do that. The goalie anyway. scored. You did. The goalie scored. You didn't even see him in the frame, and all of a sudden, the puck's in the net. <laughs> I'd have a lot of fear as a goalie looking down the lane and seeing Darnell Nurse chugging at me full speed, not knowing if he's going to go full Glenn Anderson through me. <laughs> oh man! Wouldn't you just love that once this season, somebody to go to the net like that? Like, yeah, fair. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, we we were doing that a little bit. In fairness to the Oilers, they were doing that more tonight than I've seen them do it all year, right? Like I said, like, uh, and Nurse Nurse was leading the charge on that, right? Like, he was mm-hmm. he was going. They are, I don't know if it's maybe Kane's inspiring them or whatever, but they're, they, they are playing a little bit more of a game where they're, you know, a little bit, there's, there's some more bumping. Led by Legison, absolutely throttling Stutzel, I might add. <laughs> Legison's our new enforcer. Man. Yeah, he threw a right hand like Laroque on Brant Myers there. It was oh, just man. came down and kaboom. Oh. Yeah, I wasn't surprised to see him leaking, that's for sure. I was sure we were getting a penalty when they blew the whistle. That's what I thought. Yeah. That's what I thought was happening. I'm like, oh, go figure. Another penalty, yeah. something behind the play. Nurse went and slashed somebody. I might have to watch that again. Like, does Legison just stop? Like, does he just? I, he I hits really... him on the way down, and they kind of uh, they okay, fall so on top knocked, of each other after that final punch. And I'm not sure that he was really necessarily punching him. Dirt. I did watch this four or five times because I was trying <laughs> to figure out what the fuck the ref was trying to do with that net. To be honest, um, <laughs> but yeah, as the ref, as the ref was pulling the net, he just kind of came down on top of him and threw the punch as his momentum was going forward, and then the the fight just ended at, at the same time the punch was landed, kind of type thing. There's nothing dirty there. It was just momentum. Um, you know, Stutzel gave him a little corkscrew on the forecheck there. He stuck his leg or stick between his legs and gave him a little bit of a corkscrew and the puck went on along the cycle and, and Stutzel didn't move. And so I think Lagesson gave him one and Stutzel punched him right back. And that's the reason they fought because he punched him with his glove on and, and then they went. So um, got to love his post-game comments when he's sitting there leaking. He looks like a boxer that just got <laughs> beat down after 12 rounds. He's leaking blood. He's like, yeah, it was fun. I just tried to hit him as hard as I could with a big smile on his face. <laughs> he got my respect there. I like that a lot. Yeah, he's a good player. He's fun to watch. You Go, Adrian! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wouldn't no hate doubt. to see that guy on uh, dry sidle swing. Oh, no, hey, and no. it's uh, Oilers podcast, but I would be remiss if I didn't bring up a couple things here, guys. And we can call it what the frack if you want. And what the frack does uh, happens when there's only three games in the NHL tonight? <clears throat> Austin Matthews picks up five points tonight, you guys. 
looking like he's just making it easy. And that said, it's not even the guy that has the most points in the NHL in one night tonight. Uh, Mason Marchment, the son of Brian Marchment, goes two goals, four assists, Did six really? points for Florida. Yeah, man, he's got 12 points in his last four games and had 11 points, 17 games prior to that. Bob Stoffer brought him up on Oilers now about five games ago. Six games ago, as an acquisition, we should have our eye on. Then he goes 12 points in four games. Yeah, he clearly didn't want to play for us. <laughs> He's like, or damn it, I got to. Oh, there's now. Yeah, exactly. Combination of the two. <laughs> I got to pump this up. Otherwise, I'm going to be a trade bait going to the Oilers. Yeah. yeah, unreal. Four assists for Matthews, too. Usually it's the other way around, but I just but, thought that but, was worth yeah. mentioning. Clearly, Mason got all the hands in the family. I think he totaled his dad's uh, point total in one night. <laughs> well, more, poor Brian did, oh. you know, hit his head on an open door on the bars oh, there. Oh, man, so. that was brutal. Yeah, that one of the worst. Uh, who's our best player tonight, you guys? Go ahead, Durst. Boy, there's best player tonight? Yeah. Oh, man, that's a good question. Yeah, who would you give that to? Oh man, I don't even know. I, I, yeah, you got me tongue tied on that one. I might go Bouchard. Um, 26, 27 minutes held down the PK. Um, look at again on the power play. Um, what a pass to in McDavid on yeah. that first goal, like yeah. just on his stick for a second and had him flying down the left wing. I don't know what the Murray was doing on that shot. If McDavid threw a change up or a knuckleball or what happened there, yeah, it looked a, bit a little of a odd, up. but yeah. um, I, I, I really like Bouchard's game tonight. Yeah. I was thinking uh, like Hyman or McLeod, I thought uh, played really well. I mean, McLeod played, like a yeoman's type of game like you you know but uh i thought hyman played really well i mean he made uh that nice uh what ended up being a a three on two play but was a two on one really uh that nice nice pass there he was around the puck quite a bit man him and him and nuge have got some good chemistry yeah uh and you you know you look for um you know, pairs, right, in your lineup, right? Like guys that uh, – and we've not yet found a good pair for McDavid, although I I think if you go by the numbers, Ed Pugliarvi is that guy. Um, I just feel like there's more to that story than we know. Like I, I feel like McDavid has written Pugliarvi off or something, right? Like ever since it, last year, right? Like that uh, – incident uh it was in the playoffs right where he looked to yell at Pugliarvi and mm-hmm. yeah and there was always some rumor I don't know if there's anything to that or not but when the two of them the two of them they're uh like their stats together are hard to like there's nobody plays better with McDavid stats wise than Pugliarvi yep yeah so um and then dry saddle i don't know who do you put on dry saddle with dry saddle if not pulley like pulley actually makes a difference on whatever line he's on although he needs to get off the off the i do like that play rv fogel dry saddle combo it's just big big bodies that are all moving fast so why do you pull fogel off that line tonight like what what do you think the reason was for that by the way, Josh sure. uh, Josh said Tippett had a great great third period. Josh from Tough Call Pod said uh, Tippett. One out of uh, four ain't bad, Josh. Yeah. But, <laughs> I mean, I do have, uh, you know, this thing, Tippett's best game until OT, he said. So, I, you know, I, I he did uh, suggest he was working on something. Uh, Matt Peters on YouTube says Hyman needs to be second line. I, I I mean I don't know I like Hyman and Nuge on you know running that third line they just need more minutes yeah right like you could even out I mean that if you got Hyman and Nuge on that that third line that's you know could be as good as a second line on any other team right those are b- both mm-hmm. top line players those are both guys that have played in the top three right they could be as good as any second line. Uh, it's a lot of money in the league. Yeah. It is a lot of money too, but they need more minutes, right? Like you can't 
You can't play them sheltered minutes. They can't get any momentum then. Yeah. But what do you guys think? Should Hyman be on the second line? That would be dry with dry saddle, obviously. <laughs> Just yeah, yeah. I mean, is our second best left winger? Yeah, yeah. That's a. Uh, I mean, you know, obviously Holland still has some moves he's got to make, right? Uh, mm. But defense and goaltending, I think, are on the big. Um, uh, Matt also goes on to say six goals on the Panthers' third line tonight. So, of course, they were. Yeah, he's not doing that playing with Hubido and Barkoff. Yeah, they were playing Columbus, though, weren't they, tonight? Isn't that who they played? Yeah, they yeah. were, yeah. So, that's right. I yeah. mean, that's like us playing Montreal the other night, right? Our our third line had a couple goals. Or so, Ottawa yeah. that we just lost to. <laughs> or Ottawa. Ottawa's a different story. I mean, honestly, and Matt Murray's. A lot better than Montreal's third or fourth string, that's for sure. I you got I. I understand what Montreal fans are going. Well, any any Oilers fan understands what Montreal fans are going through. I had a guy, a, a fan, say to me like, "You have no idea what it's like to go from being in the Stanley Cup final to being last in the league." I'm like, "Excuse me, <laughs> man, I yeah, lived that no ten idea. years, ten years, decades, <laughs> decade. We went through that." Yeah, totally. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so, what else you guys got? Russell was solid. Shannon says tonight your favorite, favorite guy. Russell's fine if he doesn't play a lot of minutes. Yeah, it I goes think. for uh, probably uh, six of our seven defensemen, Michael. <laughs> yeah, that's fine right. as yeah. long as they don't play a lot of minutes. <laughs> Yeah, I, which uh, you know, well, I'm not sure what that says about the whole thing, but um, I guess we'll see, we'll see. But hey, we Darius, you want to jump in on anything there before we jump off? Checking something out just one sec. Um, uh, oh, take your time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it. yeah. People love the dead air. Entertaining. <laughs> Do we need to sing? We need the little Jeopardy theme music in the background here. Keith, Keith finished at evens, and CT was plus one tonight, so I guess that's capable of defending there. That's not losing you games. So. Oh, you had to get the Keith uh, <laughs> Keith remarks in for Dash here. We got to rile him yeah. up every chance we get. Man, he looks old, though, when you're playing the kids, right, on Ottawa? Right? Like, mm-hmm. doesn't he? I mean, you notice how he out front of the net, like – he looked like their dad out there. <laughs> he uses his stick more than his feet now. That's that's uh, that's pretty evident. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I yeah for sure. Uh, you think we got a chance against Washington? Yep, we always have a chance. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. That's the <laughs> biggest question for me is who's playing goal uh, Wednesday night. Oh man. Yeah, you guys think Smith will be back or what? Is there any word that he's close to being back? We played uh, played the the visitors net for all the practice this morning. Oh, so, did he? Okay. Yeah, I think yeah, I, uh, I think he might. Who was on the bench as a backup? I didn't even notice tonight, actually. I didn't either. With him, I kind of think it's Smith, but I didn't. Yeah, I didn't really see. I think they've. Yeah, kind of put him into the rotation. I think he does play Wednesday night. <laughs> the other question I have is, does he survive Wednesday night if he plays? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, will he be injured again, right? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I mean, if you if you do play him, I mean, you're back to square one almost, where it's going to take him probably uh, half a dozen games to find his game if he if if he if he can you know get through and not hurt. Yeah, I mean, there's just not much hope. I, you, there's been uh, lots of rumor that um, Holland's out shopping for a goalie. I, you know, nothing I've heard that's been good. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's, like I don't have a lot of hope in this department. Well, I mean, NHL isn't really a place where three-way trades kind of go down, but I think that's what you sort of get into if you're, 
going to ship out Miko, you almost have to send him to a donation destination that he'll go to, you know, you know, and move his <laughs> movement claws. And then you, then he'll go it, to, yeah. I heard, he, I heard Ken Holland's been scouting Narnia and middle earth. <laughs> <laughs> that, could be, that could be your best line yet. Dad. Yeah. He's going to go visit. He's, he's going to go visit Bjork in Reykjavik, Iceland. <laughs> oh, man. Uh-huh. He might not have needed to look much farther than the beauty league. I don't know, boys. I think we're closer to seeing Stala than ever anyone else thinks. I really do. Oh man. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're an injury away or COVID away after the all-star break though. Uh, players aren't being tested for asymptomatic, uh, anymore. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think that, creates a little bit more of a regular season for teams i mean most nhlers are you know fit and healthy and and aren't showing many symptoms i don't think so so i think you can expect um my biggest concern guys honestly is this dry cycle thing i mean tonight he made you may he, you know there's some times when he had the puck on his stick that it just it just felt like something's bugging him right like uh, the last thing you want to see is a guy with a major stress fracture fracture in his in his hand, right? And um, and we're in a you know the bottom stretch. I, the only I think the only way that you combat that is to maybe give him a few less minutes, right? Like let him rest up. But in in kind of gravy hopeful. time gravy time of three power plays, I don't think he let one go from his patented spot. I mean, I don't think we had really one dangerous chance on three power plays. So that, no, the last two games, McDavid's been playing in Dry Seidel's office. He's the one that's been play- taking those executioner shots from that one-time spot. Um, Dry had two shots on net tonight, and I want to say he had one. Well, no, it, no, no, and the teams goals. know it, right? Like the teams know it. They're playing. They're not playing his shot, right? Yeah. Like that's, you know, the, the reality is, is what made the Oilers so, you know, uh, potent on the, um, on the power play was there. Well, we've dropped know, down to number two in the league on that. Power yeah. Play now but there were four guys that could take a shot. Right. Yeah. You know, you like, you knew always had a little tricky, tricky shot that oh, he yeah. could take. And, and, you know, with McDavid working on his one timer and, and, uh, dry and, and Barry, I mean, when you put Bouchard back there, we should even be more potent. But uh, mm-hmm. Nuge hasn't been shooting as much, and um, and Drysaddle's not been shooting at all. So, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. I would agree to that. Um, yeah, I already called uh, this one a win and and Washington a loss. So maybe it'll be the other way around, and we'll get the win uh, against Washington and the loss against Ottawa. I know Durst called a win in both of these on the road, but. Two games left in the week, Michael. What do you think? We got Washington and Vegas. Uh, what are your predictions on those two games? I'd take a point against Washington. In fact, I think this team's got a point in them, right? Like take them to OT. Go overtime for yeah. the third or in the last four games. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then, I, you know what? I think that um, by game four, Kane's going to be full speed. And then we're going to see what this team really has. I, I'm, I'm feeling good for them right now. And then, um, you know, the rest is going to come down to goaltending and and also, you know, coaching. Like, does does Tippett, you know, change it up a little bit and and show something a little bit different? Um, but if he, you know, if he takes the new addition, which is Kane, and continues to coach the same way he always coaches, uh, then it doesn't really matter. We're going to be talking about how Nugent Hopkins' line isn't producing, <laughs> right? <laughs> on their five minutes a night. Why aren't we getting anything out of, you know, our third line in their five minutes a night? Yeah. Right? That's the challenge we got. In my mind. I mean, uh, we'll see. Kane was going to pick a game to get a little feisty. Uh, could be against Vegas, given the San Jose-Vegas rivalry over the last few years. I know Reeves isn't there anymore, but you got to think there's a lot of players, maybe including Tom Wilson on Washington, actually, that are going to try to go Kane into something. But... um yeah, like I'm going to stick to what I said with with, with the loss against Washington, and, and then I'll go with the win against Vegas uh, coming back home. Durst, what do you think? You sticking to your guns with the win against Washington like you did earlier in the week? 
Yeah, I don't think I'm going to change my stripes. And I, I, I think if you're uh, the Washington Capitals, I, I don't think you do too much to wake up uh, Evander Kane. Just let him. Yeah, good let point. Him, let him be who who he's been the last two games. Well, whether um, Tom Wilson is smart enough to do that and let him sleep or not, we'll see. Because he does like to chirp, but. I, well, I like your point there. Well, Tom Wilson is the type of guy that might do something else to somebody else to see what kind of response they get out of. Out yeah, of good point. Yeah. Kane that way too. So, yeah, Vegas, I believe, is next week. Like uh, Wednesday's kind of, I think, the last game uh, this week. I'm just know, looking then, ahead to the next two. Yeah. Oh, okay, and then there's kind of the All Star break this weekend, and um, chance chance to reset. Although I don't think you know. A lot of these guys have played a lot of hockey the last little while. A bunch were kind of injured and COVID and all that. But when they come back from the all-star break, it's really going to ratchet up and lots of games, you know, almost every other night for a while. And Oh, till, now till the end of the season, really. Yeah. So now till uh, we lift the cup boys. Well, yeah, it's, it's, Now's the time where you've got to find. <laughs> I love how you just put that in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> yeah. Now's the time where you got to find your game and, and get going in the right direction. Yeah. You know it. what, guys? We can't be too upset, right? I mean, uh, four in a row and then an overtime loss. You know, um, I, there wasn't any like super tough competition. I think Washington becomes their toughest competition and then Vegas. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you gotta, you know, you you always say year after year you gotta beat the teams that you have to beat, right? Like the, you know, and and we've mm-hmm. done that so far in the past little stretch. So, you know, we're putting ourselves back in that position. You know, it's I, Vegas, we gotta beat, hey, and Smitty should be ready by then. So maybe the boys will rally behind him and we'll pull one off there. It's a divisional game and not one we wanna be giving up Batman points in. So I'll take a Batman point with Washington. I'm not so. Uh, Willing to be that generous against the, the Golden Knights. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, before we go, uh, Shannon yep. said he read that Kemper was coming here, and Mark Andre Fleury to the Avs, and something going to the Hawks. So there's your three way. Everybody loves. I the think three way. Well, I don't know if it's a three way trade, but I've heard that too. I think if Marc Andre Fleury does get in a scoop by the Avs, that makes Kemper available, right? So, and that was somebody that Holland had on his list at the beginning of the year. So, I think if that guy becomes available again, that's certainly something we're going to look at. I'm just not sure what we've got to give up for somebody like that and how we give up Koskinen in that deal. Because if we're giving up Koskinen and asking people to retain salary, then all of a sudden we're talking about first round picks and play RVs and Brobergs and that stuff kind of scares me a little bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm not, I still am not hopeful. Right. Like I, how can we not get it done yet? You know, we got to be close to something by now. Like we're leaking goals uh, that we shouldn't be. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I'm Koskinen had a couple of good games, but it's not, He's not done it in a in a way in which I'm like, man, this guy's killing it, right? Like every time the opposing team comes down the ice, you're lying to me if there's not a little bit of fear in you that says he's going to give one up, right? Like every time yep. a shot goes towards him, you know, and and if we're thinking that, yeah, I'm going to guess the team likely on the is, team too, is yeah. too. Yeah, you know, oh here, go to go watch Boudreaux's uh, post game. Uh, uh, presser for the Canucks, and he said uh, he he's talking about um, oh, what's his name playing for. Uh, he's just playing lights out in Vancouver right now. Demko and Halak. Uh, yeah, Demko. He's talking Any about goaltender they put in. Yeah, there. yeah, well, yeah. Uh, he might have been because uh, Halak was in net tonight. But he was, his words were, and this is uh, not word for word, but I'm paraphrasing. He's like when you have a, when you have your goalies are playing the way they're playing, the guys can go out there and do things they wouldn't otherwise do and feel comfortable with that behind them. You can cheat. Yeah. That when's the last time that happened in Edmonton? It's if been, you're going to paraphrase Bruce Brudrow, you missed a few f bombs in there. Oh yeah, I might have. And a smile. <laughs> He's got to be the happiest. He's got to be the happiest coach. Darn. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I'm done. I don't know. Yeah, I'm done. I'm good. Show. I'm good. Yeah. Your show. Always good, good um, having uh, the three of, 
the three amigos, the three mics on mics all together here and spitting hockey. You guys are uh, two of my favorite guys to chat hockey with on earth. I think he Barry, you talk about hockey 36 hours a day Just and uh, Dursa, I, I, I love you and I hate you and let's keep doing it. Sign off brother. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Uh, you can subscribe to the Heavy Hockey Network. Uh, check out some articles on hockey on heavyhockey.com. Um, you can watch. I hear there's lives. a good one on there recently. A good uh, getting article. Getting some on traction. Getting some traction, yeah, about Evander Kane himself. You know what's funny is yeah. I didn't even want you to release that because I didn't think it was any good. And that's Well, it wasn't, but uh, it's yeah. on there. You, say, <laughs> you, you say, saved me like always, yeah. Polarizing yeah, yeah. is polarizing. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it was good. It was good. Um, also, you can listen to Mike's show on, on uh, Tuesday nights, so Oilers Live. Eric Friesen uh, on the Forever 99 podcast and our uh, Josh on Tough Call um podcast as well where he breaks down uh plays like he's uh george peros from player safety um what kind of clown would want to be george peros yeah (laughs) yeah i don't know sounds unsafe to me um thanks everybody for watching keep your sticks on the ice keep reaching for the stars and go oilers go good night